First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to a quick turnaround here of your weekly favorite podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, the pot of the everyman. I'm Jordan, here with the talent of the show, Drew. Drew, quick turnaround, bro. Turn around, everybody's a little little lonely when I pick the master's champion. Turn Turn around. Then we'll crack some beers and we're gonna have fun when we give our MLB previews. Turn around, bright eyes. All right. Or is it brown eyes? I thought it was right now. I don't know. Gotcha. What up? Everybody's a little bit hungry. Little. Oh, God. What must have been in, like to be like cool like us? to it's 35 awesome. in the 80s, man. Um, I don't know, but I think we are going to have a new podcast of us singing karaoke. That'd be pretty good. Awesome. All right. Let's assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute. Three. Two. One. Nope. El Segundo Broken Skull IPA. Let's go. What you got? I, ha- I haven't been able to find the lager of that yet. That's a shame. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, wh- what are you drinking? Uh, I'm sticking with this uh, fine liquor thing, man. I'm uh, yeah. I'm back to the Larceny Bourbon tonight. Mm. Good for you. Yeah, man. So we're coming at you early this week. Um, I'm going to be traveling all week. Drew's going to be traveling all weekend. We were kind of up in the air with what to do. We got some topics we need to hit. Like we mentioned last week, the the boxing just isn't stopping. Um, and this podcast never stops. So we figured an early podcast where we just rip through some things is better than no podcast. Because the pot of the... The everyman doesn't stop, okay? The everyman keeps chugging along. He has to go work his 9 to 5 pays bills it can't just stop all right neither does this podcast so let's go let's talk about boxing drew concurred garcia tago to go whatever um that was we were all in on that fight this weekend snooze fest uh garcia did knock him down in the second round uh to go really just wanted to backpedal all all fight so i mean you know, I, it, it's easy to slam Garcia over this one. He he won unanimous decision, pitched a shutout. Um, <clears throat> not according. To, I think one, the judges did give Tego one round. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even wait for the scorecard. Ne- neither did I. But um, it, it was uh, like I said, easy to to slam Ryan after this. I mean, you got to put an asterisk by it a little bit. New trainer, big layoff. Um, the opponent was awkward, just wanted to backpedal the whole time. So that's to his, you know, credit that he was fighting against. Problem was you still don't see really much footwork or, or upper body movement. You still don't see him trying to cut off the ring, control the distance with a jab. He smothered a lot of his own punches. Just 
a lot of things that the next level fighter should be doing he doesn't do it's so even though he has a good skill set which is elite in areas it just frustrates you to watch him um so that was that was annoying um any other comments on that yeah um i would say the only the only things that i just was still looking for from ryan here was one the footwork is just horrendous <laughs> it's so bad uh his inability and it would, and that 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 kills you too because when you have a guy like that who's moving around a lot you know just trying to survive it like you should be able to cut off the ring and he, yeah. he especially wasn't when able. you're that much bigger I mean, I made I jokingly texted you. I was like, "Dude, this like body wise, this looks like Rocky versus Drago right now. Like the mm-hmm. angles they're shooting this at. Like he was just yeah. towering over to go. Uh, clearly, you definitely got to to go's measurements from that uh, that same website that you got Castano's measurements from. <laughs> well, even on the broadcast, it said it said that they were within what an inch and a half or two inches of each other, but they looked like they were six inch a six inch difference. Yeah, he was definitely wearing uh, lifts in his uh, in his feet or something. If people thought that, but. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, so that I was that I was a little eh, like he still isn't kind of doesn't have that, and I was I was surprised he he wasn't able to get rid of him when he hurt him pretty badly twice in the fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he let him survive. You know, he just he wasn't able. Eh, I, I will survive. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and just he didn't really his jab was non-existent. I think uh, you know. Our I think he had five all night. Guys. I think he, he landed four jabs. I think it ended up being five, yeah. Yeah, like five Something jabs, like and you have a huge reach advantage, and you're towering over this guy? Like, kidding me? So, I mean, listen, a win's a win. Uh, he had, you know, the the pluses, he's back in the ring. Um, didn't really take any damage. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I I sincerely doubt tank is his next fight i don't think his team yeah, will put him I in agree. the ring with tank next uh he'll probably fight jojo next which jojo m- might beat him no come on stop dude i'm okay no, stop all it. right stop it to beat i think to beat garcia you have to really you're gonna have because just how big he is at 135 like i i feel like you just really need the threat of power and JoJo, JoJo JoJo didn't have power at 130. He has no power at 135. <laughs> like that's why I don't. I, like, I understand this fascination with JoJo Diaz that people have, but it's like, yeah, like he just what he's not an overly technical fighter, and you know, he's not gonna be able. He didn't. He wasn't like a a huge body you know body crusher knockout guy at 130. Like moving up in weight ain't helping him. Right, I don't uh, know. That's I'll, just my thoughts. I'll, I'll, be ta- I'll be taking JoJo after what I saw. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just, I, I just don't think that he's. I think got Joe. The, I think you're short selling JoJo's actual boxing skill. I've just seen JoJo take a lot of against uh, against Haney and against um, Rockamoff. No, who was the uh, guy he fought at 135 where he, when he filled in for Garcia? I, oh, oh, why do I always I always forget this guy's friggin' name? Um, oh, you know why? Because, um, because he's basically irrelevant now. 
Jesus. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I know. I want to say it starts with an F, but that I don't it, think it does. Be gone. It does because uh, and all I could think about is Fundora from this weekend. It's not Fundora. Yeah, I'm literally thinking the same thing. But like, even <laughs> that guy, even that guy was like getting shots to the body on JoJo. Like, Garcia, like if if he's fight if he fights this that same way, like Garcia is just gonna just land. It's gonna be so easy to land body shots, and with no fear of getting any power on the way back, I just don't see a problem. But that's fine. Um, tank, tank, tank will end him. Oh yeah, by a lot. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Fortuna. Ah, Fortuna. Fortuna. Yeah. Um, Bumble Fortuna. Um, the other fight Saturday morning. Uh, Triple G versus Murata. Uh, much more spirited bout. Um, that was Murata. fun waking up at seven thirty for that one. Yes. Um. You know, for th- what through three, we'll say Triple G looked exactly like the forty-year-old, forty-year-old version of Triple G, right? And then so he was—I'd um, say through through five, through five or six, even. Yeah, I mean, it was he was looking rough. He was yeah, looking I mean, ring. He, he might have been he, ring he, rust. He was looking again, worn. The age. Yeah, and. Uh, not maybe not being used to fight a fighter come you know fight actually the fight another a fighter being the aggressive one his opponent where he typically is aggressive yeah so um sure enough though Murata kind of just got tired and worn down from all the triple g punishment triple g started to look more and more like himself uh what we're used to seeing and then in the ninth round triple g stops Murata. uh I, I, the the corner threw in the towel. Is that what that yeah. was? Just from the amount of punishment he was taking. Yeah, he was hurt. He he was uh he was tagged. Yeah, it was um, a loop and right hand he caught him with. Yeah, there there was a lot of chopping uh punches that Triple G was throwing. Um so yeah, I mean pretty much exactly what I expected, you know. I I uh, was gonna say the ninth round, I said eighth, ninth, tenth. Drew made fun of me. But nonetheless uh we hit the over in the ryan fight we hit the triple g on this fight uh <laughs> practically hit the round it was so funny i'm like oh god are we are we, are we really going to be out of the parlay at at 8 30 a.m on saturday and then and then i'm like after the second round i was like jesus are we really not going to hit this over yeah exactly yeah but um anyway any other comments on the triple g fight uh i mean uh, it it kind of looks like Canelo is just gonna just wipe the floor with them. Yeah, if, I. If it all gets that far. I mean, you pretty much hit on the head again. I, you know, we. I, I thought that Murata probably, you know, you could have made the case that he won four of the first five rounds. I think we we had it three two with the swing round. Uh, yeah, and triple again, Triple G just hit him hit him with a shot in the six that flung his mouthpiece halfway across the ring, and that. That he just never really seemed to recover after that point. You know, the, yeah. his output was really low. He could have. I mean, he also might have worn himself out, uh, being so so aggressive earlier in the fight. Although shock, I, I I was shocked. Maybe I, again, I've just doubt myself more and more now. But I was just shocked at the compu box that Triple G actually outlanded him in almost every round. Yeah. Um, as I said to you, though, I I didn't really. A lot of that I didn't view as Triple G dominating. A lot of those were feeler jabs and jabs that keep Murata at distance, which are effective. 
bro, as long, we're, how, how, we're touching you in the point system. We can't lose unless unless the judge is taken away from us. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> so a lot of those punches. That was, a, that that, was an okay TSC. It was. Sure. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of those that were quote unquote punches that landed were just kind of like pawing jabs, kind of touching jabs. They weren't. So Murata, like, actually throwing and hitting the body and stuff, you yeah. know, was took the point. Yeah, he heard you know, he, 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 he heard Triple G in the body early. It, it appeared. Well, again, that's where Triple G just looked old, and we were, and it looked like he got hurt early on the body. But uh, then he found his he found his wind and kind of found yeah. s- settled into his output. So, um, you know, like I don't know where Murata goes from here. Um, you know, I guess. Just tries to wrangle whatever dudes he can at 154, 160. 160. You know, I don't know. All the, the all those people in those two weight classes seem to. I don't know. You know, they're just in no man's land. So. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I don't know where he. I, I mean, you know, all the. I mean, all the names there are moving up to bigger and better things, and I, right. he's not getting a fight with Charlo. Uh, no. Interesting, interesting fact on Triple G unifying at forty. Who's you know who the only other guy to unify uh, belts? Bernard at, Hopkins. At how old? Forty-six. Forty-nine. I was gonna say forty-eight. Damn. How crazy is that? That is nuts. Forty-nine uh, years old, he was. A, he became a unified world champion. Man, I wonder what we're gonna be doing at forty-nine. I don't even know what I'm gonna be doing at thirty-nine, bro. Hopefully, still doing this podcast. Oh, of course, so we'll be doing that. So, um, all right. So, prize fight this upcoming weekend. Whew! Spence Ugas. So it begins. So it begins. Um, do you have the uh, all the pay per view and all that info? Uh, I don't have the. I mean, it's Fox. I'm pretty sure it's Fox or Showtime pay per view. I got you. It's seventy five bucks. It's on Showtime. Um, you ha- well, you had it. Why did you then ask me? Well, to do I go- it? I knew you were going to say no, so I googled it <laughs> as you were speaking, because I've been doing this podcast long enough now. I know how to buy time. I know what your answer is going to be. I don't. Uh, show, Showtime pay per view is non existent to me. What What does that mean? I just I don't pay attention to Showtime pay per view. Okay. Um. Yeah. Seventy five bucks. Um, undercard is uh, Isaac Pitbull Cruz versus Gamboa. Um, uh, Stanionis versus Buteyev. Brandon Lee versus Zach Ochoa. Okay, Valenzuela versus Francisco Vargas. I mean, they, people really want this Francisco Vargas to be something, huh? Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so. The odds here, it's funny because when this article was written, it was Errol Spence was minus 500 and Ugas was plus 380. Um, it's gone up. Yeah, it has. It's um, Spence is minus 650 and Ugas is plus 450 at the moment. And we're do- since we're recording this on Monday, we don't have all the props for all over those, under uh... and all that. I I I guess I guess all those videos of Spence actually looking like he's in like really good shape is uh, pushing the odds maybe. Maybe, um, but I, I would. Wouldn't you think the over under is going to be ten and a half? I mean, yeah, you, you yeah, would think that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and they're uh, with. I would expect with the over to be the favorite as well. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't think I don't think anybody's expecting a knockout here. But what do you think? You, you think there we got a chance for a knockout here? No shot. Um, so tell tell the tape here between these guys. Let's let's start with uh, let's start with the. I guess we could call him the challenger, uh, so to speak, just because he has one less title. But uh, Ugas. You're, you're, I still can't pronounce his first name. Um, he is. Yordanus. What's that? Yordanus. Yeah, that works. He's the WBA WBA welterweight champion, twenty-seven and four with twelve knockouts. Uh, just recently, absolutely dominated Manny Pacquiao to win, to fully win that belt. Uh, Manny had, you know, basically was stripped of it, and then they, you know. They fall for the super championship and all that nonsense. Uh, Ugas is 35, 5'9", with a 69-and-a-half-inch reach. And Earl, the truth, Spence Jr., 27-0, 21 knockouts. I didn't realize he was 32, man. I thought he was, like, 30. Yeah, I mean these guys are. But like, I mean the fact, I guess the fact that he hasn't it's actually. Like Bud, he hasn't, Bud Crawford's what, like thirty-five? Well, I know he's 35. 30, he's thirty-three or thirty-four, but um. Uh, yeah, I was just surprised at that. But anyway, yeah, so he's five nine and man, a half. They're, so they're getting up there. Yeah, not a huge height difference. Uh, he's gonna have a couple inches in reach. Um, you know, and I think just the overall resume probably favors uh Spence just in some of the opponents he's had. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think we're going to see a knock. I, I mean, I would be stunned if we saw a knockout. I, I think we go to the cards. You know, your uh, your expertise or your analysis of, of Ugas with his double jab back in August when we did the, the Ugas Pacquiao preview was pretty spot on. You know, he's he, he really lives off counterpunching Ugas. He's got some good combinations, especially when a guy's coming at him. He's quick. Uh, I... I do, I do like his style. The problem, the problem in this fight's going to be, you know, Spence being a little bit of a bigger fighter. Spence doesn't have to go after him. You know, it's like Spence doesn't have to take the chances to get on the inside, like Pacquiao, like Sean Porter, um, and guys that are small, just naturally smaller than Ugas have had to do. And I just think, I just think with Spence's jab and his body work, you know, even though he's not as uh, you know he's not as fast as Manny, as, as Manny, uh, so it might be a little bit easy. You know, so you would think maybe it's easier for Ugas to hit some of those combinations, even if if Spence isn't coming at him. I, I, I just think Spence is a better a better technical fighter, and there's no reason for him to fight the way Ugas wants him. You know, it, it, he's not going to fight Ugas's fight. He's going to dictate the tempo. He's going to control the fight with his jab. And you know he's going to take away Ugas's best, best uh, attribute, which I I truly believe is kind of just his counter punching ability when a guy's a guy's trying to uh, you know get to the inside on him. So that's kind of how I see it going. I mean, the only thing, you know, I, I think it'll be a, a I think it'll be, I mean, eight is eight four close fight, not really one sixteen one twelve. I mean, I guess you could say it's really just two rounds difference, but. I think maybe Ugas gets a couple early just because Spence, you know, he's only fought one other time since uh, the car accident back in 2019. So another another long layoff in the, uh, you know, the detached retina. 
But so I think maybe Ugas gets a gets it gets a couple early, and then I think Spence just goes on, you know, like a seven round tear where he just is just you know piling up points, and then maybe they split the championship round. So I I I, I think Spence wins something like one seventeen one thirteen. Um, I disagree slightly. Ooh. Oh, I love it. I I think Ugas is completely game. I, love it. The, oh, the, yeah, sorry. I, want, I wonder I wonder with the layoff like you, you you alluded to like and with the injuries like is is he going to start doubting himself like with the retina and everything and Yeah. Um I did I did not to cut you off. I did want to say though, I don't think I I like you know we we've seen we've seen a lot of guys not want to take chances in fights like how we saw this weekend with 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 to go and Garcia other cha- or you know plant uh canelo I, I to your point i i think ugas will be game in that respect where if he's down he won't be afraid to just let his hands go and try to go all out yeah i um i i think that this thing is super close okay we might have a knockdown one way or the other okay like a, fl- like a flash knockdown um i i think that I'm I'm picking one fifteen one thirteen Spence. I think it's super tight. You think um, it's what? What's the score? One fifteen one thirteen. Oh yeah, so you're a razor thin. Yeah, I think okay. one round. I think a one round difference. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's super tight. I don't know about a, a split or a mixed decision. Maybe one person has it a draw, and two to Spence. Um, okay. Like one sixteen, one twelve, one fifteen, one thirteen, and then a draw or something. I uh, I think I think Ugas shows super well, uh, and then loses. But um, yeah, I, I I think it's gonna be a potential fight of the year candidate. Um, a lot of sweet science. I don't I don't know that they'll sit in the pocket and just straight out blow for blow. Kind of like you mentioned, like, like the jab and and Earl can kind of just fight his fight based on his size um one thing i wanted to mention here uh stats from CompuBox. dan canobio tweeted out earlier um errol spence uh most punches landed per round at welterweight at 21.4 and um go down the list ugas is 17.6 um and they're all way above terence crawford uh who more is a is a much more like patient and, and conservative fighter kind of more efficient um terence crawford was a 15.8 so uh a lot more output from from errol I, I i'm interested to see um kind of really who the jabbing and then also i guess the distance who's going to be on the inside versus the outside there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of technical technical stuff going on in there um, and I, I don't know that's, you know, I'm not expecting Chocolatito or anything like that. Um, but I don't expect it to be boring. So agreed. Um, my question to you is, you know, as mentioned, I'll be back from my trip. You'll be traveling. Are you going to try and spend the 75 bucks on wherever you are? If I, if I can figure you're, out, you're gonna a, be way with your, your if I can figure in out the way to do it, then I will do it. I'm pro it's there's so many pay-per-views coming up that like I 
it's like part of me wants to be judicious with which ones I buy. This will be one I buy. Um, I think it'll be. This will, well, every heavyweight fight's worth buying. I was going to say, this one's probably going to be worth worth more to buy than the Fury Dillian White, but I, I automatically regret for even thinking that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're probably right, but yeah, like... I mean, good, good heavyweight boxing just trumps everything. Is it going to be good, though? I mean... Fury's just going to – I expect Fury just to batter him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, Fury, Fury will make it super entertaining. Yeah, he will. Um, so. So, yeah, I'll be buying Is Is Shakur and, and Valdez, is that pay-per-view? Nah, it's, it's a freebie. Oh, thank God. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be good. I'll, I'll be buying it. Uh, yeah. Saturday Saturday night showtime pay per view. Saturday night. It's a Saturday night special. Love it. Uh sweet. Um, so I think that's it for the old uh, boxing for this week, right? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now time for my Gronk spike on the Masters. I, this is the best I've ever done picking golfing. As I told you all, high on Scheffler this week. He goes on to cruise to his first green jacket at age 25. Three wins this year. Uh, well, this is his fourth win. Three wins coming in. He's having a very Tiger-esque year. Like, I saw something about the only, one, only person to win four tournaments in a major in a WGC event in the same season was like tiger 10 times or eight times or something like that. And Scotty Scheffler. So he's just, just on fire kicking ass and taking Scotty's on fire plus 1200. Uh, my other picks for the week were, uh, Cam Smith, a plus 1400 Morikawa, a plus 2000 and Sam Burns, a plus 5,000, uh, Sam Burns, uh, missed the cut. The other, uh, the other ones basically rounded out the top five. So, Great picks by yours truly. Uh, my props, I picked uh, in the first round. I went 1-0-1. JT Spawn and Patty Harrington tied. And then Daniel Berger won the three-way death match, plus 125 over Fleetwood and Kisner. For the whole tournament, I went 2-1 um, and one in head-to-heads. Sam, Birds, Sam Burns beat DeChambeau, minus 160. Uh, DJ ended up losing to Rory as Rory just went nuts, tied a Masters record at, with a 64 on Sunday. Uh, I, I, oh, tried to make it interesting. Uh, chipping in on 18. Do you see the chip in on 18? Crazy. For Bird? Oh, it was nuts. Crazy. And then Morikawa chips in for Bird on 18 out of, out of the same bunker. That was insane. Um, and then Morikawa over Spieth. Uh, minus 130 that was an easy one as we all knew that spieth was just going to be friggin gut busting after that more uh, after that matsuyama dinner um (laughs) absolutely nuts i i said here's two to pick for the final pairing scheffler plus 700 and cam smith plus 750 we hit freaking both boom and then big guns versus how much how much did we make off that plus 700 plus 750 that's a combined fourteen and a half to one. Yeah. So what did we make off that? Uh, hold on. Let me rattle off the rest. Okay, big gun, bi- big guns versus the field. Rombo, Scheffler, Sheff- JT, and DJ plus three hundred. Field minus four hundred. Hit that one. 
hole in one on 16 minus 125 to the yes hit it on freaking friday so uh all told we made 175 bucks on this tournament um no i'm joking because i didn't want to honestly i didn't want to load any more money into my account we had so many <laughs> other we had so many other bets going the only one i i actually put money on was sam burns versus d chambo we had like 10 bucks <laughs> that's fun yeah, that's yeah. Fun. oh man but just gronk i, I just wanted the gronk spike that um Gronk's overall away, bro. overall i mean scheffler was just so far ahead most of the time that like it wasn't uh, like our buddy albo was texting us like this is boring and i'm like eh, is it and i get that people thought that it was but i mean it, with freaking augusta it our, one thing we got wrong, Tiger easily made the cut. Sure did. He uh, at one point he threatened to collapse, and then he pulled it together and made the cut by two or three strokes. Uh, so kudos to Tiger. That was great. Yeah, he finished it out. What, what did he finish? Plus, uh, it's eleven ish somewhere uh, in there. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know what place he came in fiftieth maybe or forty forty fifth or something. I don't know. It was. Of the players who made the cut, he was near the bottom. Um, and I think like 42-ish players made the cut, something like that. So, um, But I did see online that he's going to play the British Open at St. Andrews. Uh, so that's going to be lovely. Um, Let's I, go. Yeah, I think that's a course, though, where like guys who hit it long actually can take advantage of some of those like like a thinking player with, with that much wind and everything and like yeah you do have to be preci- precise but at the same time like if you just pound it and and the ball runs 75 yards also like i don't know mm. uh this is where like tiger in his prime would just get the two iron stinger off the tee and just like crush stingers all day and and put the ball right where he wants it and, and just make it rain out there. And I'm sure he'll try and do the same thing. But with the way these guys hit it now at, at a course like that in, in a month or two, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And there's no word if he's going to play the U.S. Open. I kind of don't expect him to because I forget where the U.S. Open is, but just it was like when they said the name, I was like, that course seems like it will be a lot harder to walk than like St. An- Andrews. Um, I think he's gonna play. Hope he does. Hope he does. Tiger blood, baby. And then, and then, uh, Talia Shire is gonna come and just say, "Win." And then they're gonna go, "Don't." And then they're gonna play "Eye of the Tiger." It's gonna be great. Eye of the Tiger, the thrill of the fight. This is the karaoke episode. Let's go. Um, all right. On that note, um, anything else you wanted to say on the golf? No. <laughs> Have you ever played Augusta, Drew? <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I'm funny. You're I'm funny. Fun. You're fun. All right. All right. Well, we teased it last week. It is here. Our big bad MLB preview. Because obviously we talk a ton of MLB on this podcast. 
Um, so honestly, the preview is just gonna basically consist of us going through the odds. Love it. Uh, and just spouting and out, spouting and quick, out some nonsense. And yeah. Quick predictions, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So let's go division by division. I, I got them. I got them here. Go, go. NL Central. Brewers are favored at minus one fifty-five. I, I I don't even think there's much, any discussion past that. What your thoughts? Uh, yeah. To win the, the division, the pi- I think I think the pitching is going to be just as good as it was last year. To win the division, yeah. Uh, somehow the Cardinals will just find a way to snag a wild card, just like they always do. I mean, they got Goldie. They got um, um, oh, G- uh, Arenado, uh, Dylan Carlson. They got some pieces. Uh, like Wainwright's we, like a thousand years old and is still pitching for them. I, I guess the real question is: Are we are we uh, hammering the under on the Pirates over under wins? Yeah. So the over under wins for the Pirates was sixty five and a half. Um, I famously took the over last year 59 and a half Let, we're gonna pound the under this year 60 65 and a half just like i don't i if they had any pitching any i i think they could threaten the 66 number but they have zero their opening day starter was like brew baker like i have no idea who that guy is uh it's it's bad their their star prospect Kebrian Hayes goes and and signs an extension for eight years, seventy million. Who is that guy's agent? Do you have no confidence in yourself? Eighty for or eight years for seventy? Like, how many years of arbitration did you give up? Seventy million? That's like, that's mm. in in eight years from now you're gonna be making what fifteen million or something? That's like that's reserve money. Whatever. I thought that was I thought that was weird. Pirates suck. All right. AL Central. White Sox minus 200. Twins plus 450. Tigers plus 800. The Cleveland Guardians plus 1200 and the Kansas City Royals plus Whoever whoever that is. <laughs> yeah, man, the Guardians, you don't know about them? Sure didn't until about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that big statue they got in the middle of the city that's like uh, one of those like Greek god things. It's like it's like a guardian or whatever. That's like what they're named after. Yeah, that's pretty. That name's just fitting for the rest of that city. The the what name is? I said that that name's just fitting for the rest of the city. Oh, okay. Uh, so White Sox minus 200. I I don't. I don't know why. I don't like the White Sox. I didn't like them last year. I the, Lance Lynn. I mean, damn near won the Cy Young last year, but um, for the White Sox. But I, I'm actually gonna go Twinsies. That's funny you said that. This this division is gonna be actually a lot more competitive, I think, than what people think. Like even the Royals. Like I, I was looking at their roster and I'm like. I don't think they're going to suck. Like, I think they're going to be okay. And, like... It was um, fun when the Royals were good for, like, those three years. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Cleveland, I don't... I think they're going to keep trending down. Like, they like they hung on for so long of being competitive every year. I, I think they, they bring up the basement. The Tigers, like... In my mind, like, the Tigers suck. But, like, they were mildly competitive last year. And they've added Javi Baez... Um, 
I forget one other big free agent, and then like did you just did you just hobby bias that we're doing? Well, I'm just saying they had they had even worse players last year, and they were mediocre. So like they like they actually got better at one position. And gotcha. by the way, like two days before opening day or three days before opening day or whatever, they basically pick up Austin Meadows for I don't know what like a ba- like a bag of balls. Like they pick up Austin Meadows from the Rays. What? Like, so they're plus 800. I think they're going to be mildly competitive. Like, I think, oh, I think they're going to be, I think they're, I don't know. There's, there's the extra wild card this year. They added a third wild card. So I don't know if they're going to compete for that, but they might. Like, they, they're kind of like the dark horse to compete for that third wild card. So, okay. Um, but the twins go and get, um, old, uh, what's his name? He's going to go back to shortstop. Um, he was, he was with um, the Padres. Um, oh, what the hell? Uh, they're putting him back to shortstop. Help me out. They the Padres moved him to third base. Uh, what Machado? No, Machado's still with the Padres. This is Carlos Correa. There it is. Oh, yeah, he's with uh, he he's with the. Uh, uh, lost my place now. He's with he's with the uh, Twinsies, so and the Twins were supposed to be good last year, and then pe- people are high on Byron Buxton for MVP this year. So uh, I'm kind of. Yeah, I was I was gonna take the Twins until you said Javi Baez, so I'm gonna go White Sox. Javi Baez was Detroit Tigers. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the Twins. There it is. Plus four. Back back to the Twins. Let's go. Let's go. Um. I, yeah, there's that guy. Uh, was Luis Escobar or Luis whatever whatever Pablo? his name is? Yeah, for the White Sox, people are high on him. Pablo, yeah. Pablo Escobar. Luis, I don't have. I'll pull up the rosters in a second. Um, NL East, um, three way death match: the Braves plus one thirty five, Mets plus one seventy five, and Phillies plus three twenty. I'm going with your boys, man. I'm going with the Phils. It's over. They they add Schwarber. They add Castellanos. Over. Zach Wheeler's going to have a good year. Nola's um, going to bounce back. The Braves uh, backfill uh, Freddie Freeman with Matt Chapman. Did you know Freeman's with the Dodgers now? Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's insane. They're still going to lose though again because that's that's Scherz, not, Scherzer with if the it's, Mets. If it's not if it's not a bubble, they ain't winning. Sure, I, I know. I agree. Scherzer with the Mets. Uh, the Degrom's already injured. Already out. Already injured. What a man. What a what a not. Dis, I mean, disappointment's not the word, but man, it's it, no. It it's it is disappointing. He's not a disappointment. Right. It's disappointing that he keeps getting yeah. injured. But yeah, I, I'm I'm all in on the fills. I, I I'd, I'd love Me to too. see them Let's try. Go. I'd love to see them try to just add the bullpen here and maybe another like reliable star pitcher. But man. Lineups dangerous. They were down down four nothing tonight going into the seventh. They rallied back to beat the Mets five four. Love it. Harper's gonna. Oh God, I can't wait. Harper's going back to back MVPs. Let's go. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, Luis Ro, Ro, Luis Robert Luis Robert. That's the guy for for the White Sox that pe- people are high on. Um, showed some promise the uh, last year, year and a half. Um, anyway. So that's the NLEs. We're both with the Phillies. Um, AL West. The Astros are minus 210, followed by the Mariners at plus 425, and the Angels at plus 475. 
Um, I, I, I really want to take the Angels, especially if Octani and Trout can both stay healthy. Um, like that, that team will be a lot of fun. That being said, I still, I still can't pick against the Astros. I'm still surprised. Like Justin Verlander's back the Astros now. Like I'm surprised he's still out there pitching. I'm surprised that he's only one year older than me. Although I guess I'm 37. So what's that make him 38? Um, but, uh, like uh, the angels, I think will be competitive for that third wild card Cause MLB just desperately wants to get Mike Trout in the playoffs. Uh, could this be the year Mike Trout gets traded? No. No. No chance. No. I'm going A's. Give me the athletics. Ha! Well, they are plus 7,000 to win the division. Give me the athletics plus 7,000. Let's go. Okay, I'll take the Astros minus 210. Let's go. And Kyle Tucker is a big MVP candidate this year. Um, NL West. Dodgers minus 205. Padres plus 300. <laughs> Giants plus 500, and then Rockies and Diamondbacks uh, plus a bajillion. Uh, Dodgers to take the division. They're they're going to be a great regular season team. Yeah. Um, the Padres still keep trying to keep pace. Seems like they'll get Brian Reynolds off the off the Pirates here eventually. The Giants were the surprise team, the darling of last year. Looking at their roster, I don't know really what they've added. I, forget the Giants. I, I'm done with them. Um, Dodgers all the way on this division. It really is. Uh, as we mentioned, Freddie Freeman just poof. All right. Um, AL East, blue, another three-way death match, the NL East and the AL East, AL East, Blue Jays plus 155, Yankees plus 200, Rays plus 330, and even the Red Sox a plus 600, and then the O's. Um, Dude, the Blue Jays lineup is so much fun. Like, I I know they're the trendy pick. I don't even care. I'm I go Blue Jays. They are so cool. Um, I've been picking the Yankees too many years in a row. I'm sorry, Yankees fans. I'm done. Um, and then I'll cede to your comments for the Rays. Drew, I don't know what happened. I cannot hear you. No, no, I'm totally here, bro. Definitely no technical difficulties. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Rays? Uh, Rays, Arenz Arena, MVP. Can he still win Rookie of the Year? Uh, not this year, no. All right, he might win Cy Young still. Uh, give it to him. <laughs> give it all. Arenz Arena, he's getting it done. Sweet, okay. Um, so, uh, on that note, I guess let's pick a World Series winner? Um, the Dodgers are the leaders, plus 475, followed by the Blue Jays, a plus 850, Yankees, plus 950, Astros, plus 950, Braves, plus 1,000, White Sox, 1,100, Mets, 1,200, Brewers, 1,600, Rays, 1,700, Padres, 1,700, Phillies, uh, 2,000 to 1, Red Sox, 2,200 to 1. Phillies, Rays, Bryce gets the World Series. 76ers, 10, 9, 8, 76ers. Uh, all right, 20 to 1, Phillies, love it. Um, I'm actually picking the Brewers, 16 to 1. 
I just I, I I was enamored with the pitching going into last year's playoffs, and so I'm just gonna bang bang Brewers gang my way to bang, to that bang, Brewers gang. Love it. Yeah, um, and that's what I'm going with. So I I wanted to take the Blue Jays going in, and I'm like, uh, they're just the sexy pick, and that might not matter because they might be that good, but. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. is just incredible and a joy. But uh, a joy. I'm, I'm, I'm like talking myself into it. No, no, not going to do it. Not going to do it. We're going to go Brewers, Blue Jays with the Brewers winning it. I don't know why. Um, okay. Now to the player awards. AL MVP. Arenz Arena. Um, Octani's the favorite at plus 350. Vlad Guerrero Jr., 550. I'm going with Vlad Jr. this year. Mike Trout, 550. Byron Buxton is actually fourth, as I mentioned, plus 1,000. Luis Robert, Ro- Luis Robert, uh, Chicago White Sox, plus 1,600. Vander Franco for your raise, plus 1,800. Everyone's high on him. Um, your pick, Ariz Arena, plus 6,000. Love it. He's going to ski on it. He's going to win one of these years. That's 60 to one. So that would get a, if we throw a 10 ski on it, it'd be 600 smackers. Boom. Um, NL MVP one Soto at plus three fifty is the favorite. Bryce Harper. Like, like the nationals are picked to be dead last in their division by a long shot. And he's the favorite for MVP. I don't know. That's like one of those a rod things where a rod sucked with the Rangers I'm sorry, he was awesome for the Rangers, but the Rangers sucked all those years. I don't know. Acuna Jr.'s plus 800. Bryce, Bryce plus Harper. 850. Bryce I'm with you. I'm with you. Give him with, another With one. Bryce Harper, yep. Mookie Betts, 1100. Uh, Freddie Freeman, 1200. It's too much talent for them to get something. Arenado, 1600. On, on the Dodgers. For uh, the Cardinals, yeah. I mean, they got three out yeah, of the top so seven. Like that's not yet. Yeah. And between Mookie so Betts, Freeman, and Trey Turner, like, so, I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna go Probably Brycey plus eight fifty. I think I think his numbers can sure actually can. get better. I mean, than guys, last year, guys, quite always honestly. in the hundred, uh, hundred, hundred, hundred thirty clubs. So why not? Yeah. Um. Al Cy Young, Garrett Cole is the front runner plus four fifty. I'm gonna go with the Beebs to have another one, plus yeah. seven hundred, uh, yeah, for like the Cole. Guardians. Uh, yeah, Robbie Ray nine fifty, Dylan Cease twelve hundred, Giolito fourteen hundred, Verlander fifteen hundred. Can you believe he's sixth coming into the year? Octani plus eight eighteen hundred. That's that's interesting. Um, and then the NL Scherzer plus six fifty. Corbin Burns, 750. Walker Bueller, 900. Zach Wheeler, 1,000. Woodruff, that's who I'm going with, 1,400. I'm go Bueller. Um, obviously, I'm high on, on the Brew crew. Like, I like, like, I, cool. I, I'd like Scherzer, but the Mets are losers, so it's like, eh. yeah, no. I'm not going to pick a bunch of losers. Yeah. Um, AL Rookie of the Year, Bobby Witt Jr., 280. Julio Rodriguez from Seattle, 450. Spencer Torkelson, five fifty. Adley Ruchman, eight fifty. Um, yeah, I don't know a ton of these guys. Uh, 
They should just do you have a pick? Because the Reds Arena can't win it. <laughs> uh, I'm going Spencer Torkelson okay. for the Tigers. Uh, he, he's one of their top. Pro- oh, that that was the third guy I was thinking of that they were. Um, they go get Javi Baez. Somehow they land Austin Meadows, and then they got their top prospect Spencer Torkelson coming up. That uh, that was the reason why I was thinking that maybe they're going to be a little bit more competitive than last year even. Um, so I'm going to go Torkelson plus 550. Um, NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, a lot of these top guys are, oddly enough, out of the NL Central. Um, I'm just going to go with this the lead guy, Seiya Suzuki, plus 250 for the Cubs. Dude's going to have plenty of at-bats, so we'll go with him. O'Neal Cruz for the Buccos, plus 500. I'm sorry. I'm just I can't pick any Bucko in good good conscience anymore. Hunter Green six hundred, C.J. Abrams six fifty, Bryson Stott nine hundred, whatever. Uh, six your boy Sixto Sanchez drew plus uh, okay thirty to one. Love me some six though. Uh, who six you got? Though. There it is. Um, and and other than that, that's all the picks. Um, I mean couple random things uh all all dhs for nhl this year uh for the nh for nh for nl this year um the ghost runner thing they're going to keep in the regular season do away in the playoffs no shifting this year uh, a lot of nonsense so it's like eh uh, like i guess just being in a market with the buckos just has me soured on everything but um that's fair whatever that's um, do you have any Not thoughts really. on any of that crap? Okay. Um, yeah, so there's our MLB preview, um, and we'll talk about baseball again in the playoffs. Amazing as <laughs> always. Uh, great, great. All right, so we're about maybe, 48 maybe we'll minotes oh, in. We'll have a weekly uh, session called The Shift. Oh, baby. Ooh. And we can say, remember the shift. Um, and it just occurred to me that during the technical difficulties, we lost our outline. And on that note, I Pass me but I rock. remember it in Pass my head. So we are to the the NBA catch and shoot. T and Drew up for three. What so you got, Drew? NBA this locked week. In. Outside of the play, and obviously because that's what we're still doing. Um, so in the East. We ended up with Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Toronto, Chicago, Nets, Cavs, Hawks, and Hornets. So we'll see Hawks and Hornets play Nets and Cavs. That's the playoff matchups. Uh, the winner of Hawks-Hornets will play the loser of Nets-Cavs. Um, Jared Allen's not going to be there. That's already been confirmed. So I, I think Brooklyn cooks the Cavs. The Cavs have just been in free fall since... Uh, since they started getting nicked up here the last like month and a half, cause I'm Falling. free, free falling. Um, and sadly, I think the Hawks beat them too. I think uh, I think the Cavs for all their all the the good uh, the good vibra- good vibrations uh, going on this year. I I don't even think they're gonna get a chance to make the playoffs, which will be unfortunate. So I think Atlanta and Brooklyn sneak in there at seven eight which probably the most exciting first round matchup we'll have is boston brooklyn in the two seven 
aside from the fact just like the you know the 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 Celtics have probably exceeded expectations from what we thought they were going to do because from the start of the year we thought they'd be a dumpster fire and just the Nets being in the play-in situation and then and then the whole Kyrie Kyrie and Boston weird weirdness uh <laughs> that that that's that's give me seven games of that of like Marcus Smart just trying to go at him that'd be great um uh, the other interesting matchup 4-5 Philly versus so there was a three-way tie for two but Boston Milwaukee and Philly all finished 51 and 31 but because of the tiebreakers the Sixers get four so they get the Raptors and uh, Matisse Thibel's not vaccinated so he can't play in any of the road games so that's a problem. Oh, uh, I'm not happy about it. I mean, everyone has their own choice, but come on, Tease, gotta be better than that, man. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, Doc's terrible. He, uh, he's just all his comments in these post games are just setting himself up to get for when he gets fired to blame everybody else. I hate him so. Very nervous about that series and any series that Doc Rivers is my coach. Um. Nothing else in the East. I uh, the uh, I kind of if the Sixers can beat the Raptors, I, I kind of like I like I like that they get Miami in round two, and then you know Boston, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn are gonna beat each other up. So it's a nice path. The West, uh, the Suns, somehow the Grizzlies missing job probably like thirty games. Still get the two seed at fifty six and twelve. If that guy doesn't win coach of the year, I always forget their coach's name. If he doesn't win coach of the year, we just need to stop having awards. Like I get the Suns are sixty four and eighteen, and Monty Williams did an amazing job, but the Grizzlies, who probably were picked to finish dead last, like in the bottom of the playoff teams, won fifty six games and were missing their best player for a good chunk of that, and still were just beating the shit out of teams. Uh, Warriors take three. We'll see if Curry's healthy or not. Uh, Dallas is four, and Luka strains his calf playing yesterday, trying to get the three seed. Uh, Utah, five. <laughs> cares? Uh, Nuggets, six. And then the play-in, we have Minnesota Clippers, and then we have the Pelicans and the Spurs. Uh, is that right? The Lakers aren't in the play-in or the playoff? No, no, they made it. They made it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Anyhow. Um, no, they didn't. Huh. Weird. I'm going to take... Yeah? I'm going to take the Spurs. I'm going to go... I'm going to I'm gonna roll DeJounte Murray, who I like at all, best out of all the players in that game. Pop gets one more game uh, to coach. I'm going to take the Spurs to win the first playoff game. I'm gonna take the T. I think the T Wolves get in. I, I think I think the Clippers. I, I think I think the I think they're gonna do it, and then I think the Clippers are gonna beat the Spurs. So I think we're gonna end up with uh, Minnesota, LA, seven and eight. Uh, okay. Golden State, Denver's gonna be fun. You know, well, you know the, uh, the we're gonna get to see uh, Jokic's vapor and Raptor on full display. I mean, I'm sure with with the hobble Curry, you know. A uh, hurt Draymond and you know Clay coming off of a tier injury should be a problem. He should dominate. He's, he's so good. Um, they should win that. Yeah, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a sick vapor trail I mean, that the, series. The, the Warriors have nobody, no bigs. I mean, he should be able to dominate and just and he's so 
he's so much better defensively now. I, I see no issues. So, uh, but that's probably that's probably the only the the Luca injury factor now might make the Jazz Mavericks an interesting series. But if Luca's healthy, I think it definitely if Luke does. Is healthy, I mean, he's gonna. We're gonna get to see, tell you, Jazz fans. This wasn't last week, right? Like Jazz fans uh, on Twitter are insane. I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but we talked about I made it. Offline. One comment about how uh, this, you know, it was an interview Gobert did with ESPN about how people just, you know, make up stories to make it seem like there's a rift between him and Mitchell. It's like, yeah, it's probably Mitchell just getting tired of you getting paid thirty-five million dollars and being unplayable in the fourth quarter of playoff games and getting cooked. And they came at me hard. <laughs> insane, dude. Absolutely insane. But I, at least you're passionate about something. So, be funsies. We're, uh, yeah. we're going to try to get some, some two-for-ones in here. Might not happen. We'll see. We'll have to figure it out. Cool. That's all I got. Cool. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, We'll get we'll, we'll get some save, two for ones we'll in. We'll save awards and the all NBA and stuff for for that first show with our predictions. Yeah, cool. So. I like that. Um, all right. On that note, uh, just a quick NHL half clappers. Um, one thing that I've been wanting to bring up, uh, the, Evander Kane. We mentioned him being picked up by the Oilers um, back when when they were looking for add some scoring depth and some some toughness. Um, in 34 games, he has 16 goals. Like, I get that you're on, uh, you know, a line with friggin' uh, McDavid, but like, that's awesome. Like, I did not expect that. Um, and that's 29 points in 30, uh, 34 games. Um, another note, I guess uh, this is just me, just intentionally just not caring about anything Toronto does. But like, yeah, but like. Um, old um, uh, what's his name has fifty five goals. Uh, I think it's fifty five. But um, I was just like, that's incredible. Like, he, what a season he's having. Um, freaking Austin Matthews. I'm sorry, he's up to fifty eight goals. He's gonna eclipse sixty. Like, unbelievable. I mean, I, I think the Leafs aren't gonna do jack squat in the playoffs again. Um as per usual, but, uh, 58 goals. That's it. That's amazing. With Mitch Marner at 31. Wow. Um, good for them. Um, another thing I didn't realize in, until watching them recently, a little bit more was Minnesota. My mind is stuck in like the last couple years of Minnesota where they're just a grinding team. But like, I think they're fourth in the league in goals. Uh, they're awesome. Like, so I, I, my mind says that Colorado is just going to just friggin' vault their way through the whole West Coast playoffs, but I don't know, man. Minnesota's good. And, like, they went out and got flurry at the trade deadline. With And Cam Talbot's been playing half-decent, too, so, like, I don't know. They might do some things. Um, and then just wanted to touch on the Penguins real quick. I... I get so annoyed with Penguins fans because they're just so spoiled and they just complain anytime the team's not just housing everyone in their path. They just complain about everything. Um, but that being said, like, this team just doesn't do 
the things necessary to win championships. Like, they don't chip and chase. They don't forecheck. They don't play tight in the neutral zone. They don't play tight in their own end. They're really good, and, like, I don't want to act like the Penguins are trash. The Penguins could win a round or two. Um, They've relied on their top goalie so much that he's exhausted. He's not playing well anymore. Um, And when... As the game tightens up in the playoffs, I just expect the Penguins to be more exposed, which, quite frankly, I think they have tons of talent. I think it's more of a commentary on their coach. Like, when anytime a coach stays with the Penguins this long, like, the players start to tune him out. Like, the, the players start to, like, not play the coach's way. And the coach, admittedly, doesn't really play a tight style. Like, he just kind of, like, wants the Penguins to be, like, the Penguins of five years ago, so... Yeah, Penguins um, are winning the Stanley Cup, so shut your mouth. I hope so. But, like, man, like, even, like, the Rangers look like they'll shut us down with Shesterkin. Um, You know, we went up against some other good teams, the Avalanche. The Capitals just beat us 6-3, even though they had, like, a couple. It was a closer game. They had a, they had a couple um, empty net goals. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. Penguins, I don't, I don't know. Um, last week, week and a half of the season, um, and then, then we'll get into the playoffs here. So nothing like the Stanley cup playoffs. Yeah. Um, okay. That, that was about it for half clappers though. Um, um, was there any, oh yeah, the pit stop, of course. Duh. All right. This is going to be less than a minute this week. You ready? You ready? Vroom, vroom. No. Ten, no. nine, Three, two, one, go. 76ers. No. I was ready this no week. Time. Damn it. Uh, that's okay. Uh, we were at Martinsville. Last year was the race of the year. This year was a snooze fest. William Byron ends up winning. We had zero passes for the lead on the track. Oh, it was so hard to watch. Um, we had Blaney. He finished fourth. He had a great car. Whatever. Uh, so we go four down. That's a minus 13 on the year. Uh, so disappointing. Um, this week, usually they don't race on Easter. I've been a NASCAR fan for about 12 years. Can't remember them ever racing on Easter. But they're doing it this year at Bristol. They're doing the dirt track. We are not making any picks. Number one, it's Monday and none of the odds are out. Number two, we're just not doing it. Like, after that crap that happened in Martinsville, now you're going to put these cars, these new cars out there on dirt in Bristol on Easter? No, we're not doing it. We're not making a pick. Done. We'll be watching it. Done. You're done. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Parlay. What do you want to do? We hit the parlay last week. Go us. It's Monday, so we got the whole freaking schedule ahead of us. For the win, minus 600. Okay. Uh, Then I'm going to go with Brooklyn Nets over the Cavs for the win tomorrow. Uh, They are... I don't even know what they... Betting info. I bet you'll be like seven and a half. Money line minus four fifty. That the, the oh, spread's close. eight and a half. You want me? Do you want me to take the spread or should I? Uh, 
Um, well, I'm just going to pick a money line. If you're picking a minus 600, I'll pick a minus four, 400. Whatever you want, bro. So there. Th so there. All right. Finish up beer one if you have anything left. Let's go. Okay. Ready for beer two. Assume positions. We're about an hour two in. Three, two, one. Um, rocking a Miller High Life. You still drinking Larceny uh, whiskey? Bur okay, sorry. Larceny bourbon. Get it right. S several small batch right. bourbons. Just wanted to mention Beer 2 this week. Better Call Saul. Double It's coming out a week Double from the day. So, but, so when we record next week, we will have already seen the first two episodes of the final season of Better Call Saul. What do you think? Miguel. You think, you, do you, I, don't, I don't think you're there. I'm right on the cusp. At the end of this season, do we say Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad? I'm not there, but I'm, I'm, I have that door open, though, just in case. Just because that that final season, as my brother pointed out, what was it? Season four of um, whatchamacallit, um, Breaking Bad. They kind of had it wrapped up because they had the writer's strike looming. So just in case, they had it wrapped up. But then they came back from the writer's strike, did season five. And it was, um, you know, as you always point out, like the um, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Pat or whatever the heck his name was. Yeah, exactly. The the like the um white supremacist or whatever that took him out. And it was a little bit more awkward and a little bit more forced. So it it could end up being better. Yeah. I don't know. You you think it, you think it will? I'm like right there. I just I think some of the cat I just want, I just <clears throat> want to see how it ties into the Cinnabon. That's that's how really what I'm here what? for. The Cinnabon. <laughs> uh like that has to be a full episode. How he got point, well, not just like I mean, a vignette at the, the beginning. When uh, in Breaking Bad, I know he made the joke, but I'm just saying. I just I want to. I want. I'm. I want the backstory. How, I'm how like you. Got into the <laughs> um, like yeah. Yeah, I just like like all the characters that they've brought in, and just the just the backstories that they've done here now for for Mike, who I I, I didn't really care much for in Breaking Bad. Like he was fine. Um, they did a great job with him. and then even Gustavo Fring uh has been excellent. Like Nacho like yeah, it's been really good, man. And like it doesn't have for you know, it does it for the longest time it didn't have that like built in like drugs and, you know you know, killing people left and right that Breaking Bad had, you know, for most of most of its uh its seasons. And like, man, it's just been really good. So, um yeah, well, we'll we'll see what they do. How much you know if they pull a a gimple and Walking Dead where they bullshit here for episodes with like stupid plot, but I don't think they will. So I I like it, and it's been confirmed. Cranston and uh, Aaron Paul are going to be reprising the roles as Walt and Jesse here in the final season, which I'll be curious to see how they can't keep getting away yeah, with really, that. We don't know how far into um how far into the events of breaking bad this flash forward is for for Saul because Walter I think he was gone almost a full year when he went to uh, where would he go uh, New Hampshire 
I think when he when he got the vacuum cleaner guy to to take him or to send him away to get was it New Hampshire? Yeah, it was, it was somewhere. somewhere I, I yeah, thought I it was don't New know. somewhere in the northeast. No, whatever. Either or. Um, I thought that was a year, and obviously Jesse was trapped that whole time. So like we don't know how far into that flash forward Saul is. So we could see him come back. I, I think you're going to see him come back and turn himself in, but like get himself out of it. Because I've always said, I they they literally have no proof. Like I don't know what proof they would have of anything he did except for. You know, uh, maybe if they recovered the videotape of Jesse giving his confession to, um, these are my confessions. It really is the karaoke episode, but to Hank and uh, Hank's <laughs> to Gomez, but like so, a videotape of a a drug dealer like that's that's enough to where Saul would have to be worried about anything. But we'll see. I'm excited. Right. Like I said, double first half is starts next Monday, and the second half goes in july so not a lot of time in between it's gonna be good stuff sweet um on that note um you brought up the scott gimple wasting episode so let's just recap that as much as possible um the walking dead again they're doing eight eight and eight in here to close out the final season we got the middle eight behind us now um I'll, I'll uh, go. Like the middle eight. Go ahead. Like, the positives. Uh, the cinematography of it's been really good since uh, Angela Kong took over. Like I love some of the shots they do. Like um, I I don't know what what how, I don't know what to call it or how to describe it. But I just I just like how they've been filming some of it now. Uh, Walker deaths just continue to be more and more creative. I like I like the Commonwealth stuff uh mercer's awesome i love he, he he's easily becoming my favorite character now i love this guy uh i love like i love some of the twists they've done with eugene carol you know basically being a double agent again like just give me more of that this again like this whole subplot with these stupid reapers and them chasing maggie and these people that we didn't care about and like daryl boinking her on the side and now we're bringing her back like just give me eight why like why not just give us eight episodes of all the underworkings of the Commonwealth and how it started and, um, you know, the corruption that actually that we're that we're talking about on the surface that's actually happening? Like, why wasn't like that should have just been the whole focus of this middle eight, because they're going to probably address some of that in the final eight. And I don't, I don't care about that in the final eight. Like, I, I want to see how it all resolves. Like, I just too much. You know, they, they, they'd have good moments. And then it'd just be with filler. Like, who cares? Like, even to bring Negan back into the fold and for Maggie to gain his trust, like, did we really need all that? Like, did that have to happen? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's – that's it's and it it's doesn't even feel – it feels extremely forced. It's like – it doesn't like, feel natural really at all. All was that storm that took out – that really was the death nail in Alexandria's um, coffin after the, after the whisper. Like – all they really needed to do was have the Whisperers just completely destroy, you know, Alexandria and Hilltop, have the have the storm do the same thing with the storm, and then that's when the Commonwealth shows up. Like you didn't have to do all that shit with them going under the sewers into DC. Like it could have just been so clean and still gotten to the same place. But now, like we still don't know anything about the like we we really don't know anything about the Commonwealth. Like I don't know, man. I'm, I was just. 
Not only that, but like it, it just it seemed like a natural fit to have the Commonwealth and the CRM like have some kind of battle or like some kind of intermingling between the, the two shows end. and like okay, but like you should be resolving yeah, it in the back eight, not introducing right. it in the back eight. Like in like introduce yeah. it in the middle eight. They just like, missed opportunities, man. Like um... they just spent so much time spinning their wheels and they're just in quit they're just in in there's so much stuck in the mud too. like there's that's, like that's the plot like where did the plot that's, go that's where did the plot go in in the in, in the middle eight where did the there's plot so actually go that you didn't need to do that because like i i get like you spend four or five seasons after the show like takes like like ratches it down a notch of like just like giving people what they want with characters but like it all has to be plot driven and it's just not now. And so my question to you coming in was specifically what what did you enjoy about the middle eight? Like what was good? What did you what 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 did you watch where uh, you're like, wow, that was good? Anytime Mercer was on screen, I was like, ah, oh, this dude's this is my dude. I loved him. I just dig yeah. I just I just dig him. Yeah. I don't know why. That's I funny. don't really care. <laughs> they, can, they can murder him next episode. They've I don't been care. together in the preview. It's gonna be it's gonna be just completely badass. Um, I like Mercer. I really enjoyed him. And uh, I, I just I liked I liked seeing our people interact within the Commonwealth and like have. Okay. I did not. I did not. This is all a fake make believe thing. I'd rather just well, see it collapse. I, I, I agree, and I'd be fine with that. But I just wanted more. But yeah, like I I I. Those parts I liked. I just and like what what conclusion are we marching around. towards here? I there's rumors there's going to be another know. time jump. We're going to see Rick Grimes, but I'm like ah, whatever, Who cares. Yeah, like why not introduce Rich uh, Rich uh, Rick Grimes in in these middle eight and like and then have more episodes. Like you're uh, there's just so many things that need introduced I would've, I would've in the final eight. Grimes, uh, cliffhanger to end this this middle eight like something like where did they even where did they even finish off the middle eight uh, like the commonwealth like, took wh- over alexandria they're dropping their banners over alexandria hilltop and they the banner they on alexandria and, and they help like they zip tie them all and have them hostage what yeah. i what would what, what, yeah. what, what okay cool end to it would have been if they would have had something where again a similar conflict where daryl and our our you know our our walking dead brethren would have found out they really gotten hardcore proof that the commonwealth were like you know it was just as shady as everything else and like daryl gets a daryl gets hold of one of the walkies and when they're sending out commands and orders you hear rick on the walkie and that's where the bat that's where the middle eight ends and then that goes into the back eight like at least that like Cool. something the, like so Just yeah like so give the, me something the, the end of the middle eight is the commonwealth takes over alexandria hilltop and oceanside which they easily could have done from the very beginning because they have fifty thousand people right and, and just and uh, and an artillery artillery which our people had nothing <laughs> like they like they I know that, they that's what i'm like that from day one so and so they're building it up for like yet another like our our people versus a like yeah. like a boss and like were our people were somehow supposed to beat a, a community of two hundred thousand people with a military? Like uh, that—that's what we're supposed to believe is going to happen in the back eight here. I, I don't know. 
It's the it's the dumbest, or maybe or they'll convert them from the inside the out, thing, the, the Commonwealth from the inside out. Whatever, it's uh, it just this is this the is not really this is not what I, I I want. I'm sorry, like <laughs> like Leah is supposed to be the super badass mercenary, and like and like Maggie Ruth. Maggie like can like fight her, yeah. Like, like our, our, and I get it. Our people have become quite handy, obviously, and and developed in the, uh, you know, through the, you know, the uh, what do you call it, the outbreak. But come on, like apocalypse. Let's let's be realistic. The apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but come on, like this is like a tra- this is a trained military. It's a military, yeah, trained like, military yeah, like, soldier versus. And, like, Someone who's not. I believe she wouldn't completely just murder everybody within ten seconds. Like it's just ridiculous. And then, and then the poor writing continues because then they hire. Even though she just marked their whole crew, they're gonna flip around and hire her to go get Maggie. Like why? Locus? Like why? Yeah, whatever. It's bizarre, stupid. And it's not coming back to the Um, wall, which I don't. It's interesting too. That's fine. I don't care. I'm sure we'll get um, nuclear apocalypse for a little while in between. Um, which can't wait to see what that's all about. Um, all right. Uh, last topic of the evening here of the episode: that Severance. Burns. You told me to stick with it. I did after not uh, after being underwhelmed Huge through three. Huge alerts here, folks. Huge I was. I was still pretty much underwhelmed through five and six, but seven, eight, nine, man, really brought it home. Like nine was excellent. Um, so still, there's still a lot of it that I don't like. Um, a lot of the details, but it was it was a really good finale. Like I'm I'm pretty interested to see what happens to at least to start season two. Um. Like I said, I'm still kind of like not all in on it, but it was it was good. I I don't it's I'm a little bit on the fence recommending getting all the way through. But if you do get all the way through, it is kind of worth it. Like kind of season finale episode nine was pretty good. We reviewed it a couple weeks ago, and you found out that the the overtime contingency, like basically Lumen, can activate the severance chip. Um, even when the Severn employees are off or out are, are outside of the Severn's floor, um, so Dylan yep. Dylan took something from the MD or what whatever. The, Their innies can yeah, go out, uh, and he finds out about it, and so they develop a you know the 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 four the four innies, uh, Mark, Helly. Why do I keep forgetting Tutoro's character's name? Um, and I, Dylan, I don't know. They, advise, they they come up with a plan where Dylan is going to go into the security office and he's going to activate uh, the chips for all three of them um, so that they can get a message out to the world that Lumen is basically torturing them down there. So, uh, plan you know the plan and and in the process, uh, you find out from in uh, episode eight that Mark's wife is actually alive and is miss casey who is the wellness uh therapist which was yep that was pretty that 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 pulled me and i was like oh fuck it's got me now now how's 
how's how is this yeah, happening now? Yeah. Um, like why would they yeah fake that was her a good death? one. Like what is going on? So now now that pulled me in, and then you find out that uh, Helly R is actually the daughter of um, the CEO Egan, the Egan family. Which explains what yeah, and e- I was gonna say e- even the even the wife thing, I could have probably skipped over. But once Helly tried to kill herself, and then her Audi still was not able to let her out, then that pulled me into yeah. So now you know why all that stuff, like why her request was denied so quickly in record time and everything because she was yeah, you know, she's basically be whether I know whether or not she was forced into it by her by her family. You know, that's where we are. Uh, and then Tortura's character, he's a former, he, he, he comes from, a, a, you know, a, a military family. I think it was the Navy. And, but he's got like, he's got, he goes through this case in the apartment. Um, and he's got like these secret maps and intel on Lumen. And it's like, there's people, people that he's marked down within a town. So apparently Lumen's built a town inside of Pennsylvania. All Apple, Apple TV is obsessed with building these places in, in Pennsylvania, man. Um, yeah, I didn't even realize that was Pennsylvania. So, probably near Scranton, if I had to guess. So, he like, and and it's weird because he's the only one the where the innie has had like some type of you know he's having these hallucinations, but they have to do with basically his Audi painting you know painting with the you know that black grease or whatever, and then his Audi's obviously painting the hallway that the innie sees. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't know like if the he's elevator a spy, or whatever. If he's like a mole, like there's something going on where he he's not completely se- like he's severed, but he's not. Um, he has some kind of like yeah, and the interior fact he's got all this memory or on, something on Lumen people. Um, and then he drives to Bert's house, and then it ends. The finale ends with all three of it. Well, Bert, you know, Mark, Mark's any uh, sees a picture of with him and his wife on their wedding day. And he goes running out to his sister to tell, let her know that she's alive. Uh, Helly R is given a speech at a gala. Um, she's supposed to be talking about how, how great severance is and you know, how, how everybody's happy down there. And you see this entire room's full of the pictures that Melchick is taking. Um, that's all just basically a ploy. And she comes out and basically says, I'm an Indian. They're torturing us. So the messages get out. And so now season two is just going to be yeah. the, the fallout. Yeah, right. Right when the security guard's about to stop them from having their severed consciousness, all of the they get all their messages out about how it's terrible down there, and Mark saw his wife down there, and and she's alive, and all of their messages about how severance is bad, and and there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. All of their messages get out to other people, so. so. Should be fun. Uh, Before their consciousness, yeah, and the finale was, it was they they made it the, just the music, the tempo, it, very very well done. Put you it was supposed to make you feel uneasy um, and on edge, and at, you know at, you're you're just waiting like when is the when's the switch gonna get flipped? When's the switch gonna get flipped? And uh, yeah, great job. I'm I'm excited for. I I have not only one show on Apple TV has disappointed me to where I haven't gone all the way through, so I've I finished a couple here in the last uh, four months, but for the most part, Apple yeah. TV's uh, they're they're killing. It. I just finished another one last night. Um, so, what the uh, heck did you watch this, now? Uh, physical, 
It's basically it's a, it's a story about I guess like the first like the okay. one put aerobics on the video. I like the actress that's in that. Um, she's uh, from. Uh... Did you ever see Neighbors with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron? She's like the wife. Yeah. Oh. I, I put it on. Yeah. It's I mean, it's fine. It was only like eight episodes, so I think it's got renewed for a season two. But did you ever watch the Crystal Light um, Aerobics no. Championships? You making that up? Oh yeah. Okay. From the eighties. We are the champions. The champions. Oh yeah. Sounds oh, good though. So good. It it was. Um, cool. All right. Well, Hey, everyone enjoy the week, uh, out, out a little bit early. Um, like I said, we got a lot to look forward to next week. Um, Drew, any other parting shots? Uh, no, I think that's, uh, I think that's all I got, man. Got, gonna have a lot going on here shortly. Have a good Easter, everybody. Sunday, isn't it? sure is have a good easter hopefully you get some time off enjoy uh your 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 friends and family and we'll see you next week drew yeah as per usual good talk see you out there sit down pull you that first round you got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.